Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin Be'ezes Hashem, Kuntris Riyadatiki Shalom Ayalecha, Shir number 17, from that Kuntris, from Rechaim Friedlander Zechat Tzadik Avrocha. We're holding Parakravi, chapter 4, and this chapter is going to be based on the words on the Rambam in, in Parak Tesvav Hilchas Ishis about how to, how to conduct yourself as a husband towards a wife. The Rambam in the Laws of Marriage at the end of the 15th chapter gives direction to a man and a woman on how to behave with each other. So come let us learn now the laws pertaining to us husbands, how a husband must behave with his wife. We need to understand, to emphasize right now before we start. The idea of mutual being mutual reciprocal, reciprocity, which means you do for me and then I do for you, is not what relationships between a person and his friend is, and certainly it is not what the relationship between a husband and wife is. Meaning, don't say, if you do what you're supposed to do towards me, only then I will do what my, 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 what I'm obligated to do for you. You don't say that. The mitzvah between one person and another, Hashem made it, that it's not based on reciprocity. It's not based on what you got from Him. The Torah imposed obligations. Even between man and creator. So in other words, every ben adam lamokaim is ben adam. Every ben adam lamachaveray is a ben adam lamokaim. In other words, it's a God Himself, a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's telling you how to conduct yourself. And what He's telling you is, it's not reciprocal. You have sometimes you have obligations to your fellow man and certainly to your wife that you're required to do, whether it is mirrored back to you or not mirrored back to you. Therefore, fulfilling the Rambam's laws, which are, which are the responsibility for a man to his wife, are not dependent at all on the woman's obligation to fulfill her laws pertaining to her. It's a tremendous concept. Now, of course... Both husband and wife need to be talked to and emphasized to keep their obligations towards each other. A hundred percent. That's the goal, and that's really the goal. But the way it works, is sometimes if you have an obligation, for example, to give an uneasy certain charity, and he's not particularly the nicest person in the world, but based on his tzarachim, you you know, you have a chiv to do that, and you have the means to help him, then you have a chiv to help him whether you feel a close connection to him or not, whether he gives you anything to in return, even if he doesn't express Akarasatai back to you, the Chiv remains always. And in a marriage too. Ideally, of course, the wife is to express Akarasatai to the husband for everything he does for her and vice versa. But the Chiyuvim need to happen regardless. And paradoxically, when that usually happens, then Kamayim Alpanim Alpanim usually gets mirrored back to you. But even if it doesn't get mirrored back to you, you do it regardless. This is the Loshan Rambam in Perak Tesvav, Chazal commanded a husband to honor his wife 
more than himself, and to love him like he loves himself, his body. If he has money, he must shower her with gifts in proportion to what he can afford. If he could afford more, he needs to give more. And not impose any excessive fear on her. And always be gentle with her in conversation, soft spoken. Not to be irritable. Nor to be angry. So now he's going to go through this Rambam. Maimer Aleph. He talks, he speaks, he, he zooms in on the words Dibar Benachas, when the Rambam says you need to speak softly. And he goes through it. First step, don't impose excessive fear on your wife. As it says in Gitten a person, a husband, may not impose excessive fear on his family means his wife, but it means his children as well. If someone imposes excessive fear on his family, will lead to the three big cardinal sins, immorality, even murder, and desecration of Shabbos. Look over there and get in Davava Mabez, where Rashi elaborates how putting excessive fear could lead to those Averis. And look further in the same Gemara that it could lead to it. And even if it doesn't lead Mamish to it, it could lead to elements of it. And therefore, it is very, very, very important not to do so. The Gilead is very simple. The excessive fear will cause an alienation, a separateness that will cause her perhaps to think about other men that she shouldn't. But what caused it, the primary trigger of it is the excessive fear um, that she feels towards her husband and so on and so forth. Then that his conversation needs to be soft-spoken. The conversations being soft-spoken and gentle is the opposite of excessive fear. In further in Gittin Davava Mabe says, Amar Rabba, Rabba says, Hoda Ami Rabbanon, this that the Rabbanon say, Shloisha Dvarim Tsarach Adam Loimar Besech Besei Er Shabbos Mchashecha, that Er Shabbos, as Shabbos is approaching, you have to say to your household the following, Isartem, did you give the proper Meiser? In those days where there was Meiser. Eraftem, did you make the Erev? Hadlikos Aner, and light the candles. And one needs to say this in a soft, gentle way, so in order, order that your family will listen to you. So don't think, usually you think, you raise your voice, you'll, then they'll listen to you. It's really reverse. The soft-spoken words I'll listen to, Raising your voice only provokes resistance. And even, by the way, if let's say you were successful in this particular instance because you scared the living daylights out of your family and they complied with you, it's putting in them a deep-rooted resentment to a point where the first opportunity they could have to rebel against you, they will do so. So therefore... The Dibura Ben Nachas is extremely important. The gentleness at all times.
Mimer base techacha b'shasaruya, when you give rebuke only at its appropriate time. So he explains as follows: Shloishet varim elu these three things. Tzarech leimer be'er Shabbos and Chashecha you need to do on Friday as it gets dark. Ki efshelit chaisel shacheres because over here you can't wait right it's right before Shabbos we meet you know so now is the opportune time to do this. Ulam however yizara bal mi bikeres be'er Shabbos of arve yom and in general. A husband must be very careful not to criticize his family, his wife, or his children, not on Erev Shabbos, and not on Erev Yontiv. Why not? That's a time of great pressure in all households. Somehow this happens, the Yetzirah makes it, whether it's a short Shabbos, which is understandable, when Shabbos starts at Lechzenin is 4.15, whatever it is, but even when Lechzenin is, and you do the late Shabbos, and Lechzenin is near 8 o'clock, for some reason, that pressure still is felt, although we, we'll talk about different time, how, especially on those longer Fridays, you could acclimate and plan ahead, where you could have a very calm Friday, if you really work, make an effort, because you have those hours to work through, and it doesn't have to be last-minute pressure. But the bottom line is, overall, it is pressure time. Sai Erev Shabbos, Sai Erev Yontiv, and therefore criticism generally will not be accepted on days like that. So generally, it's not appropriate to give Musr, in particularly Erev Shabbos, Erev Yontiv. Wait for appropriate calm time. So when it comes to other Inyanim, Right over here, there's a there's an issue where these things have to be done before Shabbos, but certainly other things that you don't necessarily not Shabbos related that you could say later. Don't do it now when things are tense. Wait till everyone's calm and you're able to do it in the right way later. Find the proper time. The gam oz, and even then, when you have to say it. He needs to say it in a gentle, calm way, and that way they will listen to him. Don't speak to them in an accusing way or in a confrontational voice to say, Why did you do this? Or, Why did you not do this? But rather speak, speak in an indirect way. Is it befitting and appropriate to do it this way? Or you say in the words we we don't we have a conduct to do it this way. A lot of G'dayli Yisrael did that, by the way, when they want to give Musr, they don't say it openly. They just say when they saw something that was inappropriate that they saw from the Kehillah, they say in just as a b'derech rachas in a gentle way, our minig and our conduct is to conduct ourselves in this way. And they get the message. In any event, one must try not to express any criticism at a time when the family is frantically trying to work under pressure. Because then the wife will just defend herself on what she did and prove herself correct because she's tense also and gets defensive. So don't do that. Instead of confronting, postpone it. Postpone it and wait for the appropriate, more relaxed time to discuss it. And certainly don't say the criticism in front of others. 
Even when you're saying it in the gentle way, if you have to say it to your wife, make sure none of your kids are there. None of your children are there. It's quietly, gently to your wife alone with no other family member there. Uh, or the other way around also, by the way, if it's the particular child, when you have to give muster and do it in a gentle right way, but do it just, but that other sibling should not hear. Whether the wife sometimes hears, that's really the mother and the father as a chinuch. Sometimes it is appropriate where both parents are there when the par- one of the parents is telling the child something, but certainly with the other siblings not. The opposite. In front of others, she, he must justify his wife and unite with her and support her in her actions. This is called loyalty. This is extremely important to be loyal to your wife. Even if you feel internally that she did something, not she didn't behave properly. But if we're in front of other family members, your own parents, in-laws, whatever it may be, or mishpacha, or friends, and they pipe up and say something, you know, your wife acted, whatever, whatever. And even if you agree with them, let's say, you know, and you'll talk to your wife later about that matziv, and you do it in a gentle, right way. But right now, in front of the people, you put up the front, you're loyal. Say, I don't want to hear anything like that. I, You know, and, and just, I heard what you say, but do we, you know, this is not, don't talk about it. I'm loyal. You defend your wife. You unite with her. Privately, when necessary, then you talk it through in the gentle, um, um, subtle way that you can, you're allowed to do it, and maybe you should do it, that your wife will understand and hear and accept, and you can have a normal, healthy conversation. But in front of family members, never criticize. In front of children, this is extremely, extremely important and, and the wives that are listening to this also, they need to know. You don't criticize your husband in front of your children. And you don't criticize your wife in front of your children. You, 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 if there's something that upsets you, husband to wife, wife to husband, first calm down to pick a pleasant, relaxed time, not in a hectic time. And even then, learn how to say it in a gentle, subtle way, always privately. Privately. Never make comparisons of her to other people. Kagain, for example. Why don't you do like my mother does? Or like my sister does. By the way, he says examples of my mother, my sister. It goes the other way too. You don't tell your wife, why don't you do like her sister or her mother? You may say that's more, uh, uh, you know, that's more acceptable, right? Because I'm not, you know, I'm not comparing my family to yours. I'm saying within your own family, within your own family, act better than your you are. Act more like your sister. Act more like your your mother. And here you're going to say, well, you know, that she'll at least appreciate because it's her own sister. It's her own mother. It's not. It's her family. But no, you don't do that either. You don't compare like that. If you have a thing that needs to be worked on, you work together to work on it inherently within your own personality to be the best you can be and to be your wife for to be her best, not her sister's best and not her mother's best. Or you say, why don't you do the same thing like it's in this family? You went for Shabbos. Bungle Kali life has these nisyonis a lot where you see sometimes certain positive things uh, that you just 
can't help but observing um, that how other couples conduct with each other and and never use the words, you know, why don't you treat me like, like, like that husband treats his wife? Or why don't you treat me like that wife treats her husband? No, you don't do that. What you could do, though, is privately, between yourselves, talk about generally conduct, healthier conduct that you both could learn and develop to conduct within yourselves without reference to other people or other people's families and so on. Because if you do that, you compare to mothers and sisters, either your own, meaning husband's mother, but even your wife's mother, your wife's sister, or your, or, or a household, why don't you do like what they do? He's a pagay or malev. That's very, very hurtful. Damaging. You have to speak in a way that's um, more suggest, should, uh, suggestive, he says, not confrontational. You know, let's talk this through. Let's try doing it this way. Maybe it's easier this way than the way we're doing it to up to now without reference of that I see this by your mother or by your sister or by this person or by that person. That's hurtful. You work within yourselves. It's a general rule in life in general to remove kinna, to remove unhealthy jealousy. It's okay, cannot say from it's okay when you see a good meat in others, you want to incorporate it into yourself. That's fine. But the idea is is to incorporate it within yourself in your own framework. In other words, you want to be you want your wife to be a, a better wife to you. It's not because this other wife does this and that other wife does that. It's because your wife is special and you love her and 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 our marriage, our marriage can be benefited by her behaving a certain way towards you and you towards her, and you have a discussion about it. It never works. It never helps the comparison game in life and, and in marriage in particular. We're going to start, Maimer Gimel, with talk about Dibish Loibenachas and Oinah, words that are not so soft spoken, and that's a very, very important thing. So we're going to, actually we're going to leave it for the next shear. But the idea behind this shear, the Rambam, to study these words, you see first of all by Rishonim, particularly Rambam, but any Sefer that's a Rishon, Rabbein Yoyna, Chayva Salvava, even Anachrim like Masil Shisharim, every word has such deep meaning. When the words Loyatel Amy Yaseir has so much nuances in it that you can learn from. Vidibura Ima Benachas, that your conversations with her are always soft-spoken, has so many, so much nuances in it, and it's kedai to learn these words and to learn how to work through it, and with the gentleness, that's how things are accepted. When one wants to improve each other and themselves, the calm, positive approach is the best. Not the comparison games, not hurtful feelings, and never ever when you're discussing these things between husband and wife, when they are expressing things in their gentle way of, you know, I'd appreciate, let's try to work on this, work on that. You never do that in front of children, in front of the other children, chas v'shalom. And the same thing applies with the chinech abonim v'abonais, that when you need to discipline a child, either the father or mother alone or together, they never do it in the front of the siblings. They never discuss with their siblings these things. You have to be very, very careful on how you interact between your children, this is true even whether whether they're young children, 
and especially when they're teenagers, sometimes you, you, you feel that there's a friendship, a kinship, so sometimes you open up to your teenage child about certain things, but when it comes, you have to be very, very delicate, besides the Issa Loshon Hara, or Rechilis, and things like that, which are Mamish Aser, but even if you could say some things are technically not Aser, you really need to try to be as subtle as possible, and, 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 and not bring in reference when you're talking to one sibling, reference to another sibling, or comparisons and things like that. Baruch and